Broadcasting live from the Treasure Island Sports Club, it's In the Huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, presented by Tequila Embajador. I want to thank you very much for making my day in the sun so memorable. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. We're heading inside the tent with an injury update from the Las Vegas Raiders. That is right. You know what the sound of that means. Uh, it's our visit with Dr. Robert Odell uh, and Dr. Stephen Shaw, who I believe is with us uh, today. I'm in Kansas City, so uh, a little bit um, uh, difficult for me to keep track uh, over on my end of things. But I'm hoping that Dr. Stephen Shaw and Dr. Robert Odell from the Neuropathy and Pain Center of Las Vegas are with us. Uh, if so, how are you guys doing today? We're doing, doing great, Vinny. Doing great. Well, uh, and you're probably doing a lot better than Darren Waller uh, right now, guys. Uh, remember, we talked a couple of weeks ago about the knee injury that Darren Waller had suffered. And Dr. Shaw, you were right on it. Um, you felt like even without all the you know nitty-gritty details, you kind of felt like this was going to be something that was, was multiple weeks uh, that, that Darren uh, might be dealing with. That he's been ruled out. Uh, for Sunday's game against the Kansas City Chiefs, so it's going to be at least another week. That would put him on uh, – th- that would be three weeks um, since the injury. Um, Dr. Shaw, let's go back to to you, what you had originally said about that. Um, what's what's so tra- um, problematic about this kind of an injury, and is it something that, you know, um, could be – there's 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 four games after the game on Sunday. Is this something that could linger uh, a little bit, even a little bit longer? Yeah, you know, from what I remember, it was um, a uh, iliotibial band injury uh, with an insertion there on the outside part of his knee. So it wasn't exactly a knee joint problem. It was more of a tendon problem that attaches to the knee. And anytime uh, those tendons are involved, it's it's uh, it's kind of a gray area. Uh, you, you know, they they you can rest them, and in, you know, in an ideal situation, if it was an elbow, you just put it in a sling and forget about it, you know, for a couple of weeks and let it heal on its own. But you know, for the IT band, uh, you know, every time he stands, walks, gets up from a seated position, let alone run a forty-yard dash, uh, it's just going to be like gasoline on a fire. So it really comes down to the training team in getting that inflammation under control for him, um, in hopes that it heals properly. So, and unfortunately, Doctor, it can it can exacerbate or flare up just with hard you know with anything with any stress over that joint. Uh, Doctor Odell, uh, I know you deal uh, with with pain, but you're a physician and a, and a doctor. Here's a question that I have for you in a in an injury like this. Um, you know, Darren Waller obviously wants to get on the football field as quickly as he can, um, and there's. You know he, he's going to have to you know make that decision at some point, and and Mother Nature is going to play a role in that, and just how this thing, um, you know, how quickly this thing can heal. But in the interim, uh, Doctor Odell and Doctor Shaw, you can you can talk about this as well. You need to keep your conditioning up. It's not like you know even if you're out for two weeks and you're not able to get the kind of conditioning that you're normally accustomed to uh, playing professional football or any kind of sport. Um, you're you're probably going to feel that uh, as well. What can you guys suggest to do in order to to, to keep a, a high level of, of conditioning as well, so that when he does come back, he's not going to just run out of gas early on? Offered extremity stuff, right? I mean, they can they can you know those little handheld those little hand devices that uh, sometimes older folks are on ambulatory use. You can work up a good sweat with your upper body 
uh, you know, just using your upper body like that. Yeah. I'm not sure well, what else. Would, and else I'm, well, there's there's also there's I'm, there's I'm not, not only there's not, not only cardio conditioning that needs to be maintained, but also the integrity of that joint needs to be maintained. And yeah. from what I from what I've read on Mr. Waller, I, I think I think or at least. Uh, the internet says that he kind of dodged a bullet in terms of any severe tearing, um, but that doesn't mean that it's not going to be painful and it's not going to be uh, difficult to get back to a hundred percent. I mean, this, you know, he might still be walking around at you know eighty-five to ninety percent, but that doesn't mean a hundred percent, which means he's always susceptible to having that thing re-aggravate. But yeah, but you're correct. In order, in order to stay competitive, he not only needs cardio shape, but also, the integrity of that knee joint, and that, again, comes down to the training staff and keeping everything, uh, having the kinesiology or the movement there and have the strength uh, be just as good as it was before he got injured. You know, and I know that uh, uh, the head coach, uh, Rich Basaccia, had also mentioned some pool work, some aquatic work um, that, that, that you can do. Uh, Dr. Shaw, from, from your perspective as a chiropractor, do you suggest, um, and, and, you know, are you kind of in favor and an advocate of, of pool work uh, for cardio, especially as people get a little bit older? Absolutely. In fact, I used to do talks for the Arthritis Foundation, and uh, the YMCA's uh, always offered discounts to seniors to be able to come over and at least stay in some kind of shape. You know, it not only offers resistance against all movements when you're in the water. I mean, the good thing is, I mean, if you fall, you fall in a bunch of water, and there's very little chance you're going to get hurt. Uh, so, yeah, it, it offers it offers a lot more um, uh, available exercises without hurting yourself, um, resistance, um, and cardio training. So, I absolutely, I'm a big advocate for uh, pool training. We're, doc- we're, we're talking uh, to Dr. Robert O'Dell uh, and Dr. Uh, Shaw from the Neuropathy and Pain Center here in Las Vegas, or out there in Las Vegas. I'm in Kansas City right now. Uh, we talk about this all the time, uh, everyone. Um, we all deal with pain, some form of pain, some level of pain. Uh, as we get older, sometimes that pain increases. And we always make the mistake of thinking, oh, well, it's just because I'm getting old. Uh, there's nothing I can do about it. I'm just going to have to deal with it like my parents did or my grandparents did. Um, and, and that's just how you have to do it. But I'm here to tell you, and Dr. Shaw and Dr. Odell are here to tell you, you don't have to just grin and bear it. There's plenty of options uh, out there for you. Uh, and the Neuropathy and Pain Center of Las Vegas is there for you in that regard. Please give them a call, 702-257-7246. They'll get you squared away, whether they can help you or they can recommend uh, you know, someone else uh, to, to treat you uh, and to get you fixed up. One way or another, they're going to have answers and, and very likely, most likely, they're going to be able to take care of you at the Neuropathy and Pain Center uh, of Las Vegas and get you back on track um, so that you're like Darren Waller. You're back on the field, uh, you know, uh, uh, playing on, on Sunday. And we all uh, are, are anxious for Dar- Darren Waller to get back as quickly as possible. Guys, uh, I wanted to talk about something that I think a lot of people deal with, and I'm sure you guys deal with it on a daily basis, and that's back pain. Um I was just on a plane to Kansas City from Las Vegas, and uh, as I got out of my, uh, you know, uh, got off the plane, started walking around, I kind of felt a little weaker in the legs, um, you know, and I'm like, oh, gosh, what's that? And then I realized, well, you know, when you're sitting down for a couple hours, that's bound to happen. And um, you guys are experts in this, and you deal with it on a daily basis. If we can kind of talk about back pain and maybe start with the lower back uh, today and kind of get into it in the, in the, uh, in, in the coming weeks, um, 
if you could kind of give an overview, Dr. Odell, uh, especially as it relates to lower back pain, uh, what are we talking about? What's the causes? What are, what are, what are people feeling and what should they be aware of in that regard? Well, back pain can be divided into discogenic pain, pain from spinal stenosis or some of the other conditions that are inside the spine. The other main causes of back pain is extraspinal, the facets, the sacroiliac joint, and some of the other structures, the clinical nerves, sometimes the ligaments, etc. Our neural scan device will quickly tell us probably which one it is, and we can hone in directly on the treatment and save a lot of time. Going through the different going through the different causes of low back pain, of course, would 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 uh, take uh, a long time. Uh, but I just want to jump to the treatments because. There's a whole array of things we can do to help people. We first develop the cause. We use MRIs for the, uh, for the uh, uh, structural indications, and sometimes MRIs can mislead. They can either over or under read in the spine. Then we'll do the neural scan, which is my test that I just think the world of that just tells us if it's from outside the spine or inside the spine. We then do a thorough physical that adds to you know, our knowledge of what's going on. And honestly, a lot of things in, in the back, especially the extraspinal causes, if you push on a structure and it hurts, you can figure it out. Now, the intraspinal pain is a little trickier because sometimes the push on something, it, you know, it, it, it's not going to, you know, the discs and everything are protected. But what we have with, with all of our diagnostic techniques and Dr. Shaw's extensive experience in the musculoskeletal system, even way more than mine, you know, what we can do is quickly hone in on the cause. And once we've done that, we can offer, we talked to a lady today, we offered her four different treatment plans for disc disease, including the Synexus device, lumbar decompression, uh, chiropractic care, of course, come first, Synexus, lumbar decompression, and then if needed, the epidural steroids. But you notice I put the epidural steroids last. Take those paper things over. I'm an interventional guy, and I love to stick needles in people, but I like to do it for the right reasons. And, uh, you know, uh, if you have an acute disc, you have to put the fire out. That's one thing. But but we just have so many treatment options, and uh, Dr. Shai will, will pretty much know what's wrong with you after several visits. I was going to ask you that. Um, how long does it usually take to kind of get to the bottom of it? You talked about, you know, the tests that you guys do and um, the MRIs that you guys do. Uh, if I walked into your office uh, and, you know, I, I have lower back pain, I'm not quite sure why. I'm not quite sure what the problem is um, or what the uh, or, or, you know, or, or what the exact injury is or what I'm, the, the situation that I'm dealing with. I walk into your office and, and you start doing the tests. Typically, how long uh, until we kind of have some answers on what it might be and then, you know, the, the, the treatment that might uh, be the best uh, course of action? Yeah, well, I think it all comes down to the response to care, um, you know, and, and we're all sort of bound by ethics to start with a conservative approach. So if you were to come in and, and tell us all about your pain, you know, we might start with an x-ray or some simple exam tests and, and hopefully just clear it up with either a chiropractic treatment or, or maybe, uh, you know, some anti-inflammatory treatment or maybe an injection would do it. But then when you don't respond, that's when things need to get a little bit more, uh, little bit more serious. That's when we start throwing in MRIs and, and as Doc said, neural scan or nerve testing. Uh, you, you don't want to bring out the big guns right away. 
uh, if you don't have to. So if we can take care of your pain conservatively, then, of course, we uh, sprain our wrists, patting ourselves on the back. But if we can't do that, that's when we get a little bit more in-depth and more profound. Um, but, yeah, so uh, to just answer the question, uh, how long does it take? I mean, once we, once we define the cause or the etiology of your pain, uh, typically it, it, it's, if it's done with uh, medication or injections, you should have instant relief. Um, but we have to also remember that things often uh, will heal or resolve. It's more of a process than a miraculous event. So that process may take sometimes a week. That process may take a month, uh, again, depending on the severity of the injury. Um, and it's very rarely would it happen with one, you know, hallelujah event. Uh, sometimes it does, and we look like heroes, but I would say oftentimes it's more of a short process. When we're talking about also, somebody who's... Oh, go ahead, Dr. Odell. I would, I would also add that I think, that Dr. Shaw, that we probably could figure out the cause within two or three weeks, wouldn't you think? Oh, if, if, no, that's, that's I think, uh, we, we can do that within days. Uh, I'm talking yeah. about, he, he's asking how long would it, once we establish the cause, like how long would he start to notice the improvement um, right, right, right. against treatment? Um, and, I, and I, again, I think it's more of a process. It's typically a shorter process. You know, if, if you use the epidural or facet injections, then you're going to have immediate relief. And so that process is very small. However, if it's a, a conservative approach and we use therapy, and that just means stretching, manipulation, and, and things to get rid of your swelling, it might take a week to do that. But it, it's normally a short-term process. Dr. Odell, on, on the website, um, uh, you mentioned um, uh, lumbar decompression. What exactly is that? What are we talking about with lumbar decompression? Well, uh, back in the 90s, a man named Alan Dyer developed a machine called VaxD, vertebral axial decompression, and it really uh, would have revolutionized back care had Medicare not arbitrarily decided not to cover it in 1997 in a political uh, statement. Um, lumbar decompression is, a, is using mechanical energy to heal. And what it does, and a tilt table, by the way, can do the same thing, although it's not as efficient, this pulls on the back and at every level will decrease the interdiscal pressure. The discs are avascular. That means they have no blood vessels, obviously. The only time they get their nutrients is at night. So when you do the decompression, a pulling and a relaxation, a pulling and relaxation, these discs start to get hydrated. We have some excellent animations, which, of course, I can't show on radio, but they, they just beautifully show how as the disc is pulled apart, is decompressed, the water, oxygen, and nutrients flow into the disc and start to heal it. It's a fantastic treatment for older people with degenerative disc disease. Just because it degenerated doesn't mean you can't fix them. You think, oh, something's degenerated. No, it, it works beautifully for older people. And, and, you know, again, there's no risk. Um, now, we're using newer equipment now and some stuff that's more updated. Uh, but unfortunately, a lot of this is, is not covered by insurances. But uh, at, at our clinic, we're trying to make this very affordable because, you know, I almost would rather do decompression and put an epidural in somebody, which really, like giving medication, just papers the problem over, honestly. So you're Shaw? go ahead, Doctor Shaw. Yeah, yeah. I was I was just going to say, just understand that uh, just in regard to lumbar decompression, you have to understand that the majority of injury to the lower back is the result of compressive forces, like like an accordion being pushed together, and and like you said, flying on a plane for several hours that will cause compression on your back. 
you know, bending over and lifting something causes compression on your back, flipping and falling, same thing. So what we're doing is essentially reverse engineering what got you into trouble in the first place. We're just decompressing or we're pulling the spine apart very slowly, very meticulously, and it's actually through a with the equipment that Dr. Odell was talking about, it's protocol-driven and research-backed. So there are 26 individual protocols that we can use for specific lumbar conditions or pathology. So it's a remarkable machine, and I literally every single day get positive results on it. I, I actually use it on myself, and I've, I have a terrible back uh, from my days of playing football and, and being an idiot and uh, I'm still an idiot, but I, I just do less, less I of was, it now. But but I, I, but I, I myself experience relief <laughs> from it. So when 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 there's weakness in the legs, is that relatable to the back as well? Yes. Yeah, and that's Doc, serious. If there's weakness in the legs, sometimes we would also have you see a, a, a spine surgeon in conjunction, but they would wait until we went through our treatment. And again, uh, in this case, the steroids would be indicated right away. But we don't want to mess around with weakness. Pain, of course, pain is what everybody complains of. But if there's weakness, motor dysfunction, that's when you might want to get a simultaneous uh, uh, surgical consult. And there's nothing wrong with that. It just means they're standing by in case everything we try does not, does not, anything, the stuff we try does not work. Absolutely. That's why you guys need to call uh, Dr. Odell and Dr. Uh, Shaw over at the Neuropathy and Pain Center of Las Vegas, 702-257-7246. Whether it's in the back, whether it's in your legs, um, it probably all relates to something in the back, uh, as the doctors just mentioned. Uh, But again, you don't have to just deal with it. Uh, That's, um, you know, crazy talk. Uh, Don't put yourself through that if there are remedies, and there are, um, and techniques and procedures uh, out there and recommendations and advice um, in order for you to live a, a more of a pain-free type of life because we all deserve that. That's the whole thing. Um, we're not, we, we don't, just because we get old, it doesn't mean it has to be um, inevitable that you're going to have to deal with pain with the, for the rest of your life. You are going to deal with pain perhaps, but there's also solutions out there as well. So give them a call, 702-257-7246. Dr. Shaw, Dr. Odell, thank you so much for your time go this Raiders. week. I look forward to Thank you. Go, ahead. go Raiders. Go Raiders. There you go. Yes. Big win. Big, big game, I should say, uh, against the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday. We'll circle back to you guys early next week. Looking forward to it and talking about what happened uh, on Sunday. Dr. Shaw, Dr. I'm Odell, deal. have a I'll great weekend. A different- that was Dr. Shaw and Dr. Robert Odell from the Neuropathy and Pain Center of Las Vegas. They have solutions, 702-257-7246. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, brought to you by Tequila Embajador. Q Myers uh, is hanging with me today. He's over at the Treasure Island Hotel, uh, the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Casino. He'll be back with us uh, when we get back from break. In the huddle, brought to you by Tequila Embajador, Raider Nation Radio, 920 a.m. on a Friday. Interact with the show. Text Vinny at 69187 or tweet at him at Vinny Bonsignor. This is In the Huddle with Raiders beat writer Vinny Bonsignor on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. What's good, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. You are in the huddle with a little bit of unnecessary roughness going on. Uh, I'm Vinny Bonsignor. I am live from Kansas City, which it sounds like it's not as cold here. 
as it is in Las Vegas, Q Myers, uh, our good friend and host of uh, Unnecessary Roughness, is hanging out over at the Treasure Island Hotel, the Golden Circle Sportsbook. Q, how how cold is it in, in back home? It's really cold. Uh, it's really cold. Like, it even got cold from the time that I was on during Unnecessary Roughness to the time that In the Huddle started. It all of a sudden got cold inside. I, I had taken my jacket off. Now it's back on. But I'll say this. No matter how cold it is, it doesn't. It doesn't mean that the the natives have to walk around looking like it's cold, if you know what I mean. They're walking around I, looking like it's still summertime. I think I know what you mean, um, and I'm just going to leave it at that. So, um, Q, we've been talking all show about um, the, the daunting task uh, that faces the Raiders uh, on Sunday. No Darren Waller, um, uh, no Carl Nassib. Um, it doesn't look like Denzel Perryman is going to play. All of the Raiders are going to keep their fingers crossed and hope that um, there's a, a rebound between now and Sunday morning when he gets out uh, on the field uh, at Arrowhead Stadium and tries to give it a go uh, in early outs, uh, but might have to go without Denzel Perryman uh, as well defensively. So uh, it's uh, they're, they're, they're shorthanded without yeah. question yep. going into Kansas City. Um, and, and, and Q, we've been talking about um, this, this this run game, and you know, I, I've 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 heard people talk about just abandon it, man. Just forget about it. But you can't. Uh, it ain't ha- it ain't happening. I just do. You, is that feasible to you? No, you can't. You can't abandon you the can't. run game. You've got to attempt to do it because, as we've had many people call and say, well, r- you know, throw the ball, throw it deep, or play action pass. Guess what? None of that works without a run game. None, and of, I, this, none I, of that I, works. I, right, and and I think that I, we it, this isn't. You know, uh, Madden. This this is the NFL, man. Right. <laughs> like you, right. you can't just say, Derek, go throw the ball long. Right, or, and you can uh, do offense. it. Look, let me let me let me say this because I know what someone's going to say. Well, you can still you can start the first play of the game and go deep. You can. You just can't consistently do it if you don't have a right. run game. That's that's what I mean. I don't I don't want anyone to think that it's impossible to throw the ball deep without a run game. You know, you can do it, and you can do play-action pass a couple of times, but if you have no run game when you go to play-action pass, nobody's biting because your run game's not working, so you're like, oh, that's okay. I know it's just a fake. I'm going to still go after the quarterback. Yeah, not only are not, uh, is nobody uh, fight or, uh, biting, which was is, is absolutely true, but also uh, they're 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 lining back a little bit further and a little bit further as the safeties because they don't have to be in striking distance uh, to to come run downhill, um, you know, to make a tackle on the second level because you know they don't respect it, just like you said. So that changes the complexion of what the quarterback and what the offense is looking at from a schematic standpoint, um, and and like you know, and and maybe Derek Carr is too. Too, too careful sometimes uh you know maybe he's not a chance taker uh like like some other you know gunslingers are uh but he's not gonna do something just for the sake of doing it if he doesn't think that that's the right play to make um and i'll say this too uh, uh q when when there are gunslingers out there that do do that and invariably they make mistakes as a result they get criticized for that and a lot of times they're gonna lose some games for you too yeah, no, they will. And, and the funny thing about it is I rather, and this is just me personally, and, and I know Raider Nation will have an opinion, I rather go down and see, you know, the team that I'm rooting for, I'd rather see them lose leaving it all on the, on the field. You know what I I'm agree. saying? I'd rather go out guns blazing and knowing that, well, you know what? I gave everything I had, and it just wasn't enough. I got to tip the cap to the other team. As opposed to easing into the game, 
finding out what you can take, what you can't take, and then all of a sudden in the third and fourth quarter, late third quarter, early fourth quarter, okay, now we're desperate, so let's go deep. You're right, and uh, there is still a little bit of a fine line. Actually, uh, Carr talked about that this week, about especially early. You don't necessarily want to do that because you can dig yourself into a little bit of a hole by being uh, stupidly aggressive, or you know what I'm saying? Like, like yeah, there's like, a fine just, line. Yeah, y- yeah, and that's. I think that's. And and but they have to find that fine line, right? Uh, Q. They've got to find that fine line so that, um, y- y- so that they're 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 not not taking chances because they're worried about what the outcome might be, but they're not overly doing it and taking chances that they shouldn't be taking. There is somewhere in that mix right there. Uh, is where they need to be because, like you said, like we've been talking about, without the benefit of a run game, they got to still figure it out. You know, yeah. they, they 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 have to, and um, it's difficult. There's no doubt about it. Um, but you know what was so interesting to me about that Dallas game? You know, they they they, they went to it early, and um, it they they had success with it early. That changed so much because I thought it revved up the run game, number one. But number two, it kind of put the fear in the hearts of the Cowboys. And not that they overreacted to it, but the way they played it after that changed a little bit. And it led on their end to making some mistakes in terms of penalties. They were... Yeah, they were playing scared in a way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Does that yeah. does that make sense? No, it makes all the sense in the world, and that's the thing about it. And Jim Plunkett tells me that every week you have to make the other team scared of what you could potentially do. So right. that's why you have to take a shot. That's why you have to stretch the field a little bit. You have to. You know, this is one thing that I want to know. I would love for someone to answer this question. I know we don't have a lot of time left in the show. We got callers coming up. Where in the hell is Brian Edwards? Well, um. John Gruden called I, him T.O. like. I know. During training camp. And look, I like Brian Edwards a lot. I think he is a very athletic guy. I think he has a lot of ability. I think when he's healthy, he could be an asset. He catches the ball with his hands. I know he put one on the ground last week, but I mean, it, it wasn't the best pass. But he still, right. you saw him reach out there and grab it like vice grips with his hands and bring it into his body instead of letting it hit his, you know, he doesn't catch it with his body. So it, it right. bounces off his Pads. Brian Edwards, I think Henry Ruggs, when he was there with the team, I think Carr had developed a trust with him. And I know Carr wants to develop a trust with everybody before he actually gets them actively involved. I'm sorry, but I think Brian Edwards should be a guy that should be targeted more. He's got the size. He's got the hands. Get him going early. Get him lathered up. And then late in the game, he can end up being an asset for you. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, uh, Bisaccia kind of talked about this a little bit after the game on Sunday. Like, you, you have to make plays even when you're somebody's on you. Like, I don't know yeah. if he's getting open or if he's not getting open or what the situation is in that regard as far as why he's not getting targeted more. Um, but, you know, whether it's Derek Carr showing more confidence in him or Brian Edwards making plays in contested situations more, but – they have to have a little bit of a meeting of the minds right there because you're right. He is somebody that profiles as a major, not a major weapon, but a, a, a darn good weapon and somebody that could be a miss. He is a mismatch a right. lot of times with that size. So, um, you know, you drafted uh, him for to... a reason. Go use yeah, him. You got exactly. him in the third round. Remember Mike Mayock said third round, all those third round picks are like, uh, that's like stealing starters. Well, treat him yep. like a starter. 
curious also, uh, and we got a couple calls that we're going to get to here really quick. Uh, curious also on how Deshaun Jackson starts this game. Because if you remember, last game, he wasn't on the field for, I, I would say, like the first drive and a half almost. And he was over there kind of trying to get loose and everything like that. And we know that he was dealing with a little bit of a calf uh, the week leading up to uh, the game against Washington after playing a lot of snaps on Thursday against the Dallas Cowboys. And that's something that they have to be aware of because at 35 years old, you can't just keep running them out there, you know, go long, go long, go long 41 times and not expect some sort of diminished returns. You know what I'm saying? Like you're testing that you're, you're putting a lot of pressure on those 35 year old legs. Yeah. But you know how you get return. You know how you get return on that. You throw it to them a couple times. The one thing I know about athletes and you've covered sports in general for a long time, guys could be injured Guys can be banged up, but when they start to see some success or when they start to see some action, what do they do? They jump right back up. They're ready to rock and roll. You know what I mean? You've got to keep them engaged. What happens is if you run four or five deep shots and you're, you're doing it on a bum hamstring or a bum calf or whatever the issue is and you're not getting the ball, all of a sudden that calf is a little bit more tight. It hurts a little bit more. But if you're getting the ball, guess what? You don't feel nothing. It's Nothing. the old uh, basketball adage: If your big guy's running, get him the ball, man. Yes. Because after a while, he's not going to stop. He's going to stop running and yep. on the other side of the court. Agreed. So, uh, back out to the Raider Nation listener line. Uh, Raider Tone is on the line. Tony How you doing, Tone. Raider Tone? Hey guys, man, great show like always, man. I don't even listen to nothing up here in the Bay Area. Hey, real quick, uh, uh, Demarius Thomas, man. I a special uh, shout out to him and his family, man. Um, yeah. He was a Raider killer, man. I mean, I've never been a Bronco fan, lifelong Raider fan, but. Uh, tip the hat in the moment of silence to DT, man. What a baller, man. And all the stuff that he went through with his mom and all that stuff, man. Um, uh, it's a sad day. You know, I see all the tweets. But, um, yeah. Hey, Vinny, I didn't know you covered the Lakers, man. That's so cool. I'd love to hear some Kobe stuff, man. Um, oh, really oh man. I've known Kobe man. since he was 17 years old, man. man I was at I his first summer league game. Yep. Uh, yeah. Wow. Uh, I loved That's... him. You could do a whole show on that one day, maybe. Maybe, uh, maybe you know, somehow segue to that and do one of your – Greatest shoulder or something. Hey, uh, real quick, guys. Um, also, I got the Patriots locked in. I got the Tennessee Titans locked in by just by default. I think the only thing the chance the Raiders have is, is hopefully uh, Cincinnati's. Well, Buffalo has to stumble, but Cincinnati's got the push on us. Um, Buffalo's got an easy schedule, um, I, and the Colts. That's their only chance to really sneak in there. So the stars align, the planets align, and the, the football gods shine on us somehow, man. Um, you 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 see who do you think is our best chance of catching it? The Bengals got a tough schedule. You, who do you think would be the uh, someone that we might be able to catch it? Either the the Bills or the Bengals. I think the, the Chiefs are a lock, and probably the Chargers. Uh, I'm not going to put a lock on any of those guys. To be honest with you, Q, the NFL season this year has been so. Um... Uh, what's the word I'm looking? I mean, everybody's been inconsistent at some roller, point or another. Yeah. It's a roller coaster affair. Yeah, it's been yeah. up and down. And the thing about it is, I'm not gonna say what the best chance for the Raiders are because the Raiders have had their best chance. They had Cincinnati at home. They've had the Chargers in LA, which was still like a home game. I mean, they've had other opportunities. You know, they had Kansas City at home that they were playing for first place. They have the Colts coming up. There's so many different opportunities that this team has had, and they fumbled it away. So I'm not going to say what their best path is. Their best path is just go win. What is your motto? I was, just win, baby. I was baby. just going to say it. Just win. win. 
win the next five games. That's the path. And right. whoever that whoever that ends up chasing yep. down, that's who it is. Yep. Uh, but but go win these next five games uh, because really that's or maybe four and one. I don't know. But you know, if I'm the Raiders, I'm not thinking about four and one. I'm thinking about putting together a five game winning streak to end this season. The crazy thing is, um, they're good enough to do it. Whether they um, have the wherewithal to do it and be consistent enough and efficient enough, uh, that remains to be seen. And we're going to get a uh, eyeful of that, uh, I believe, on Sunday against the Kansas City Chiefs one way or another. Uh, back out to the Raider Nation listener line. Raider X is on the line. What you doing, Raider X? Chilling. Good evening, Vinny B and QEZ. Hey, guys, <laughs> really quick. Just want to drop something on. You guys were talking about some different things that uh, the earlier show wasn't talking about. And getting this uh, this. Uh, offense started let's not defer and put it on the defense let's turn the lights on the offense and let them start the tone of the game let them, let them start receiving the ball after the first kickoff let's stop deferring to the defense we know what the defense is bringing they've been bringing it all year let's turn the lights on them and let's start having these corners press these the, the wide receivers a little more so maybe we can give a maybe a millisecond back so max can start getting some sacks and all those pressures can start adding up to some dividends last but not least, um, I, I really I, I got to you know uh, agree with Q about the whole thing about uh, having seen some divine Diablo out there, have a little speed, start working with three guys in the box. I think that's the key. And then also the Mariota Peterman thing. I don't think anybody you know realistically that has any sanity wants them to start over Carr. But I think they're curious to see the mobility of a different type of quarterback versus a, a pocket quarterback, maybe that line can hold up a little more doing some options and some rollouts, and maybe you'll find some gaps for, for somebody like Jacobs to kind of slide in there and roll with a, with a moving line. That's my thoughts, guys. Love to hear your feedback. Nice. Love the call, Raider X. Thank you, yes. brother. Uh, I'm with him on the uh, – I, I think that – and I've been saying this for two years. Obviously, some of it is predicated on, on Mariota saying healthy cue, but I've felt like from the moment the Raiders signed him – it wasn't to take Derek Carr's job. It was to help accentuate yeah. Derek Carr uh, as a compliment. He's the perfect guy for that. If he can stay on the on the field and stay healthy, uh, because Raider uh, X just brought up a great point. You know, when you have a running quarterback, especially in some of those short yardage situations, that's a that's another running back, and that's somebody else that the Raiders that's that's a that's an extra blocker and an extra runner combined. And somebody that the defense has to key on. So you would think, Q, um, that that's going to open some things up, whether it's for himself or uh, whoever's the running back uh, lined up behind him. So that's maybe a way to, to, to generate some run game, not just from your quarterback, but from your running back as well. Yeah, and I think that the Raiders have used him incorrectly this year when he was healthy and it has been healthy. I think that they've done a disservice by – putting him out there and not letting him throw the rock and just letting him run the ball because it doesn't – the element of surprise is not longer, no longer there. When he goes out there, I think, okay, he's going to run the ball. It's going to be his own read, and he's going to keep it, and he's going to run. You know what I mean? Like, that's how I feel. I think that they've, they should have been more creative with him. They just haven't done it yet. I agree, and um, I, I want to see Marcus Murillo to throw it. I know that he's got talent. That's the whole thing. Yep. And um, – and I think he can accentuate this offense. And, you know, maybe it's been an opportunity lost. Uh, it has to, to date, I think, for various reasons. One was health. That's been a big part of it. Uh, but also just the um, the willingness to, to go to it more and to be a little bit more open-minded when they do go to it in terms of him throwing it a, a little bit. Uh, 
You're in the huddle with Vinny Monsignor and Q Myers. Q's over at the uh, Rock, or it's the Rockstar Bar. That's in a couple weeks. Uh, he's over at the Treasure Island Hotel at the Golden Circle Sportsbook. It's a great scene. Uh, if you're if you're still nearby, go on by, check it out. Um, it's always a good night over there. I promise you that. I'm here in Kansas City. Raiders against the Chiefs in a couple of days at Arrowhead Stadium. You know what that's all about. In the huddle. Brought to you by Tequila Embajador, Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM on a Friday. Welcome back to In the Huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, live from the Treasure Island Sportsbook. What up, what up, what up? Got a couple more minutes here uh, in the huddle. Brought to you by Tequila Embajador with a taste, a little taste, actually a big taste of unnecessary roughness with our good friend Q Myers. Uh, who was nice enough to uh, hold down the fort over at the Treasure Island Hotel. I'm almost uh, eight hours Circles. in, Vinny. Almost eight oh. hours. I feel you, man. Like, I was just going to say, and I don't want to put too much more on your plate or my plate for that matter because it is craziness this time of year, uh, but we need to do this more often, man. I'm just saying. Um, I've had a blast uh, sitting here with you for the last two hours um, talking football, talking Raiders, trying to figure this darn thing out, um, trying to figure out a way for the Raiders to, to – do what they have to do uh, to get to the uh, to get to the playoffs where they want to be, where they believe they still have a chance to be. Uh, but it's been a pleasure working with you. Uh, that's a long-winded way of saying I appreciate you, brother. Thank you, man. Yeah, no, no problem, man. It's a lot of fun. It's been great to you know uh, interact with Raider Nation and be out here at uh, Treasure Island at the Golden Circle Sportsbook and you know getting a bunch of texts and calls and people showing up and everything. So it's always fun. But yeah, man. Eight hours long, eight hours strong. I did uh, three hours this morning on ESPN Las Vegas and five hours in a row here on uh, Raider Nation Radio 920. So I'm a glutton for punishment. I got a date night tonight with the wife. We're going to go watch a movie on the roof. So it's going to be ice cold. So I'm going to be <laughs> thrilled about that. She wouldn't pick the warmest day of the year. She had to pick the coldest day. But, hey, you know, every well, once in a while. And- it's going to snow, Danny? Is that what you just said? Oh, he said at least it's not raining. You got a microphone, dude. You just got to tell us, man, because, you know. But, yeah, at least if it's raining, I'm done. I can't swim. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a, it's a a wrap when yeah. it rains. Uh, yeah, I can deal with done. a lot, but when it starts raining on me, oh, man. I mean, yeah. I love the rain, too. I, like, I'll sit and watch the rain. I'll sit on a porch uh, and check out the rain. Yeah, storm, with, but... with something over your head. You're not yes, trying to get usually, wet. <laughs> and usually something in my hand, too, to drink, too. Right, That's exactly. Always, uh, Look, that I'll always, say it like this. Always... If it starts raining tonight – I'm going to get back in the car. I'm going to drive. I'm going to drop her off at your house because she's going to be angry. Uh, and she can hang out with your, your wife and uh, your daughter and, and your yes. family. And then I'll pick her up in the morning. Well, um, you know, we're always uh, open. The, the door is always open, man. Trust me. <laughs> there you go. Uh, for all that. By the way, uh, good luck to the Coronado uh, uh, JV girls basketball team. They're playing over at yes. Silver, uh, yeah, Silverado tomorrow. It's a tournament. So yep. uh, my daughter is on the basketball team at Coronado High School. She's Let's all go. Up. Yeah, yeah. She uh, uh, Q. I think she went on the floor five times in her in her in her debut, um, and the coach was loving it. So I told her, I go, look, the scoring, the points. That's going to come. Yep. But the one thing that you can control right now is effort, yep. defense, setting picks, getting on the floor, rebounding, just have a nose for the ball. And so, uh, you know, my, my wife was like, oh, oh, my gosh. Like, she was getting a little worried about the diving on the floor. And I'm like, oh, that's what be fine. going to do. Look, yeah, I'll tell you this. I'll, I'll, I'll peel the curtain back behind the, the scenes with when it comes to Vinny's daughter. We were all at the Rockstar, right, hanging out on Saturday night before the game. Uh, and she was hanging out 
and the Dodgers were playing the elimination game in the playoffs. She was locked in That's on right. that. As soon as the game was over, she was on the phone, and I was like, what are you watching? And she goes, a 30 for 30 on the Celtics. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's right. She was watching a That's 30 for 30 on the I was like, oh, my gosh. I said, are you sure that you're Vinny's daughter and you're not my daughter? Like, that was awesome. <laughs> that was the coolest thing. Like, I was like, anytime you need to come to the house for anything, you, we, I got your back because that I, I respected that so much. She said, I'm watching a 30 for 30 on the Celtics. <laughs> Well, you know, she's going to make somebody really happy in about 40 years. That's right, what, exactly. That's yeah, what. yeah. <laughs> 50. Let's put it at 50, man. All right. Okay. All right. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But anyway, so um, good luck to uh, Carl. Uncle Q tomorrow. said so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uncle Q that's said all. so. <laughs> it's Hey, it's not me. It's Uncle Q. So mm-hmm. um, I'll, I'll, I'll throw you under the bus. That's, I'll be but the I'm right guy. there with you, man. I'm I right know. there with you. Trust me. I got me your back. One. I got your back. Um, so we're talking, obviously, uh, it's Chiefs week, you know, and, yep. and there's the thing. That's that's I, I can't get that out of my head, uh, Q. Uh, Chiefs week, rivalry week, um, interdivisional games. They have – it's a world of its own um, in that regard. And I don't care who you are. Uh, remember how, how many times did the uh, New England Patriots go down to Miami and shoot themselves in the foot back yep. in the day? So and, and the Raiders aren't those Miami Dolphins. The Raiders are six and six, and right there, and they're right on the cusp. This is a winnable game, believe it or not, uh, for the Raiders. I don't care who's not playing uh, for them uh, either. I, I really believe if they come correct, they can win this game. But gosh darn it, trying to figure out when the Raiders come correct or not. Um, <laughs> I've written many, many inches, many column inches, uh, uh, Q, and talked a lot about it as you have on this on 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 these airwaves, trying to figure that out. It's just a conundrum. It is. It really is. I, and I don't know. I don't have any idea the rhyme or yeah. the reason by, by what they do, but that's what they do. And so, you know, they play really well on the road. That's the one thing. They play really well on the road. So maybe they come out with their hair on fire. And if they do, they, they have themselves a chance because they have a team that can compete. They just have to, like I said, go out there and do it. Did you hear what um, K.J. Wright said about not wanting to be a team that goes home in January? Yeah, he said they're not a team that's going to go home in January. I loved it. I love what K.J. Wright said. And uh, we had someone hit us up earlier that said that I hyped it up or we hyped it up that, you know, it was more than it was. And I I thought maybe I didn't mean to hype it up, but I do respect that he stood up as a a player that's been there, done that, and has come from a winning organization and could be a leader in that locker room. I know he hasn't done everything on the field that I thought he was going to do when they signed him. But, man, I could appreciate the fact that he came out and said something and set a tone and, and, and tried to at least set a tone for this team. I agree. And maybe he can um, speak it into existence because remember earlier this year, uh, and, and I think you were there uh, when, when this happened and, and, and Unique Gakwe started talking about how he and Max Crosby could be the best defensive end duo in the NFL. And everyone kind of – not that they rolled their eyes, but, uh, okay, you right. know, like yep. probably a lot like what people were saying when, when KJ just said what he said. But, you know, everything in life starts with a belief. Yeah. I, I'm just saying that everything that you do in life begins with that foundation. You have to believe it yep. uh, for it to happen. Otherwise, it's not going to happen. So I'm actually – I was actually impressed that he um, said it and put it on the record and said, you know, we're not. And, and, and the fact that it sounds like it's being talked about in that locker room, that's a starting point for these next five games, Q. It really is. You know, and he said that some of the players came up to him afterwards and said, hey, thank you for that, KJ. We needed that. And so I respect that. Again, they've got to go get it done on the field. They've got to act on it. They've got to go, uh, you know, show that they appreciated that and go make it happen. But 
I, I, I think that KJ stepping up was a big deal. So, yeah, that was that was awesome. Uh, we'll see what happens. It's going to be interesting. The game is winnable. Uh, it's not something that they're favored in, obviously. It's just they backed themselves into the corner, so we'll see. Yep, and it starts 10 a.m. Pacific time. Yep. Uh, uh, back home in Las Vegas, uh, Raiders against the Chiefs from Arrowhead Stadium. Uh, I'll be there. Uh, we'll be talking about it, obviously, uh, on Monday. There's no doubt about it. Q, are you doing a uh, any kind of a pregame show that I can let the people know I'm about? doing a pregame show at the house to myself, myself, there you go. and myself. There you go. Uh, but we'll have you covered on Raider <laughs> Nation Radio in the lead-up. Uh, don't, don't worry about that. Uh, we'll be back on Monday to talk about it. Uh, Q Myers on Unnecessary Roughness, and he'll also be uh, over at the Oyo Hotel checking out Monday Night Football. I'll be in the huddle uh, on, on Monday night at, at 4 to 6 o'clock. Unnecessary Roughness, 2 to 4 o'clock. And then, of course, everything that leads up to that uh, as well. Uh, have a great weekend. want to say thanks to all the callers this week, all the guests this week. You brought it. There was passion. It got ugly sometimes. It's all good. It's all that's all there is to it. Uh, Devon Cotton, thanks so much for doing what you do. Q Myers, thanks again for hanging in there uh, today. It's been a long day for you. Go enjoy your date night uh, and have some fun and dress warm. We'll talk to you guys on Monday in the huddle. Unnecessary Roughness brought to you by Tequila Embajador, Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Check you guys out on Monday. <laughs>